This will be a actually three parts to it. There will be two parts dealing with the blessing, and then three weeks, three Sabbaths from today, we will conclude with a participation event that you're going to love. I have a gift for you. So you're going to want to be sure to be here for this. Coming up, I'd like to share with you, if you would please open your Bibles to the um, Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27. I don't know why my device is not uh, working. Could we try it again? Okay. So Genesis 27, if you'd open your Bibles there, you can follow along. It'll be on the screen if you'd like to follow along there. But um, if you have it in your Bibles, that's great. So Genesis 27, it is a chapter out of the Old Testament that deals with an important story, particularly for parents with children. And we want to look at that. I'm sorry. It's just not going. Uh, verse 1. Could you bring me the other clicker if that's a possibility? The other, uh, the other clicker? And we'll see if we can get that going. It ruins my timing. And I don't know what to do. So while we're going, let's, while they're working on that, let's try this out. So when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see... He called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son? And Esau responded, Here I am, he answered. And Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death, which none of us do. And now then, um, now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country and to hunt some wild game for me. Verse, verse 4, prepare for me the kind of tasty food that I like and bring it to me for me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. And prepare me the kind of... Next verse. So what is the deal that he is giving there to give to them the blessing? He's giving to him a blessing. In Jewish families, in Orthodox, it is extremely important that the children receive the blessing. The blessing was a single event that happened on a specific day that was given to their children. Now, this event that he's talking about that, that Isaac is going to give to his son Esau, this specific one giving to him, was extremely important. It was important in every child's life, but particularly to the firstborn. And so Isaac had been looking forward to this event All of his life, he had been told that there will be a day when dad is going to give you the blessing. The importance of the blessing to that child. Which would have lots of meaning to it as it would go down. The first thing we'll have, we'll look at that next slide, is that there are two things that come that Esau was looking for when he was going to receive the blessing. Next slide. The child was to be highly valued by the parents. That was an extremely important thing that had to happen from those blessings were that Jacob, excuse me, Esau was to receive from his dad. He was supposed to get that blessing to say, of the family, you are the firstborn, you are highly valued. Now all the children would get a blessing, but the firstborn was significant. So he would also say that you would have a special future. Because as the head of the family now, you're going to be taking over. You're going to have a special part. So those types of things. Now Esau was looking forward to this specific day. Next slide. He was looking forward to this next day. 
when he would get the family inheritance would be coming his way. He would be excited about that and how that would come to him. For Esau, a specific day had been appointed for his blessing that would happen. Wonderful. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, the Bible goes on. Rebecca, Rebecca, his mother, was listening. The mother was listening. Eavesdropping, really. That's what she was doing. And she heard this going on because she knew that the day was drawing close and knew when this was going to be taking place. And so she said, now Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. And when Esau left for the open country to hunt game and to bring it back, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. She knew the significance in the family of the blessing. She knew how that was to be. She knew how important that was. And so she said, now listen, my son, listen carefully, and I will tell you what you should do. Next verse. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so that I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. And then take it to your father and to eat, and they will give you his blessing before he dies. This is another deceptive plan worked out in this family. This family has a history of deception for one another from the very start. Did you know about this? It, th- this is not a family you may, particularly would like to be a member of because they were constantly working and deceiving one another. And here goes another deception that was to happen, another thing that was supposed to have happened. And so he went to his father and he said, he got all ready and they did all. He went to his father and said, my father... And he said, yes, my son, answered Isaac. He said, yes, my father. Uh, Come near to me so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. Now, the Bible says that Esau was hairy, but Jacob was clean-shaven. And so they had that issue. Thank you. They had that issue. But Isaac was blind. So he, he couldn't see So he had to go by feel and listening with his sensitivity now that he was blind and going on for that. And so Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, and he touched him and he said, You have the voice, the voice of Jacob, but your hands are the hands of Esau. And he could kind of feel him there as he was going about him. And he did not recognize him for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Jacob got the blessing, the important blessing from his father. Well, meanwhile, I love this going back in the scriptures, meanwhile, so now after Isaac had finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. And so he went in and he too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. And then he said to his father, my father. Please set up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. And his father, his father asked him, who are you? I said, I am your son. He said, your firstborn, Esau. 
And Isaac trembled violently. And he said, Who was it then who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. He had received the blessing of the family, the spiritual blessing, as well as the inheritance blessing, had been given to someone else. He'd been cheated. And when Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, father. Can you hear the, can you hear the anguish in his voice? When I read this story, I realize, you were robbed. The blessing that you had looked for all your life, you didn't get. It was taken from you. No wonder. No wonder that family was ripped apart. No wonder they had that problems in their family. The deception that went on and on and on. And for years that problem went in that family. For years they had problems until eventually, if you know the story, Esau and Jacob were able. But for our many, many years, there was a separation of brothers because of this event. And certainly God did go on and bless Jacob because he had received the family's blessing. Everyone needs their parents' blessing. I want you to listen closely to this now. Everyone needs their parents' blessing. I was in college. There was a group called the Hare Krishna. Maybe you've heard of them, and they went around, and they were recruiting lots of young people. And the way they would recruit them is they would find those that were lonely, those kind of youth that were kind of on astray, and they would offer to them acceptance. Acceptance that they did not get in their family. Familiar with the story of Jesus in Mark chapter 10. We look at it in that Mark chapter 10. And people were bringing, bringing little children to Jesus to, to do what? To place his hands on them. You see that? Place his hands on them. They knew that the rabbi placing his hands on them was going to give a blessing. You see? Give a blessing to them. But the disciples rebuked them. Oh, get them. Get the children. Wait, they're not children. Get them, out of, get them out of here. When Jesus heard this, he saw that he was indignant. And he said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like these little children will never enter it. And the Bible says he took the children in his arms... And he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. Blessed them. I love that. Seeing of these children in this picture here, and they're eager as they're talking to Jesus. Jesus, He knew 
that he needed to share with them the value of they were in his eyes. Children are a value in Jesus' eyes. No matter how old. So the family blessing is extremely important because a vehicle that communicates a sense of identity, meaning, love, and acceptance within the family. It's extremely important. Perhaps your parents, perhaps your parents gave you a blessing when you were a child. And as you were growing up, they gave you the blessing. So years ago, as I caught on to this concept, the importance of this concept, my wife and I decided we were going to give a blessing to our children. So on graduation weekend, when they graduated from high school, I had prepared the blessing And we took that child, each one of our children, aside before they were going to go out to all the festivities of graduation and said, this is an important moment in your life because today we are going to give you the blessing. And we took that child and I read to them the blessing that I had written out for them. I do not share that with any of you or with any of their brothers or sisters. It is strictly their blessing, do you see? So I would read the blessing to them We would lay our hands on them and have prayer with them and tell them about their future and what we saw and the value that those children had to let them know that they had received the blessing that was a spiritual moment involving not only their parents but God blessing them as well. We now do that to our grandchildren. And when they get up to high school age, When they are there, we come back and say, Grandpa and Grandma have the blessing to give to you, which is important to you. Important to you. However, most have received no blessing. Most have not. We're too busy. Got a lot to do. Life is going on and on. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with parents. Paul Simon in his song, Slip Sliding Away, even talks about a father who traveled a distance to go to his son. He wanted to say some things to his son, but his son was asleep there. and He spent time there, and then he got up and left and never spoke to his son about what was on his heart. That's what happens in our world. All right, if you have paper and a pen, I'd like you to take down five relationship elements that were in the Old Testament blessing. Five relationship elements that are in the Old Testament that that blessing contained these five elements. I'd like for you to consider them. Number one, the number one element was meaningful touch. And as you looked at that, Isaac said to Jacob, and when he came in, says, come here, my son, and kiss me. Now, this was not a little kid. This guy was 44 years of age at this time. So come in. Come in and get the bear hug from your dad. Come in. Now, today, we oh, dad, I didn't like it when I was in high school. Oh, dad, don't hug me. No, I don't do that. No, I bug my kids that way. Give them a hug. But there's the importance of... There is meaning in the benefits of laying the hands on that communicates to the child love and acceptance. It's extremely important. Pulling them up on your lap, giving them the hug, 
giving them the pat, giving them the shoulder hug. There's importance in doing that because it communicates to them, I love you and you are accepted by me. It is extremely important. So parents, do not deprive your children from meaningful touching. They need to have that. They need to have that touching and that event, just as Jesus picked up and held the children. Extremely important. Number two. Number two is the spoken message. What are you saying to those children? So I was uh, attending with my son, and they were playing in high school basketball, and we were at a basketball game. And there was a father who was sitting up in the bleachers with me, not too far from where I was sitting. And while his son was out playing, he was constantly yelling at his son what he should be doing. And he was complaining, no, 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 do it, just go over there, watch him, watch him. And he's constant, constantly telling him from the stands, embarrassing the son in front of everybody. And the son, as he's trying to play, he's trying to listen to his dad, trying to interpret what his dad is yelling at him as he's going back. Finally, the coach in the third quarter got up. I'll never forget this. Got up and he walked all the way around, came and tapped that dad on the shoulder and said, be quiet. I'm the coach, you're not. The message being sent to that child in front of everybody was, you're an idiot because you're not doing it the way you should be, and I know you can do better, and blah, 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 and embarrassing that child. So the child goes away thinking, I'm kind of a third-string child. Not really, not really of value. You see, there's an importance of positive reinforcement. I was sitting at the dinner table with my kids, and they were all sitting around, and they needed, they needed to be corrected. And I was after them, you know, don't chew with your mouth. No, 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 no. Put your, no elbows on the table and all this kind of stuff. And then I was listening to myself, and I was constantly picking on them and had turned that meal together as a family into dad criticizing kids about their behavior. What a fun day that was. I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I've noticed that uh, when they uh, pause, and I've, I've watched Mary with dogs here, she does something, she reinforces the positive, catches them doing something right, and reinforces the positive about them. So I decided to do that with my kids then, so at the next meal, oh, look at there, yeah, yeah, see your elbows off the table, that looks so nice, you know, looks so great catching them doing that. So there's importance about the message that you speak to them and how you're going to do that. Number three, attach a high value to the one who's being blessed. Attach a high value to the one that's being blessed. Very important that they need to find their value in you as the parent. They need to find that going. Now, my mother had a unique phrase, and she said, Bill... I think you live upstairs over a vacant lot. Now, I understand that came out of the uh, early 20s, 30s. That was kind of a joke, you know, kind of thinking you are a person who, you know, not paying attention or whatever, you're daydreaming or something. And she would say, oh, you live upstairs over a vacant lot. I never understood what that was as a child. Here I am. 
but I perceive that my mother thought I was dumb. So, I lived the dumb life. Confession is good for the soul. I never thought I would finish high school. My father and father had plans for me to go to college. I knew I'd never get in. I knew I'd never graduate. (laughs) In fact, my senior year at Pacific Union College, I went several times into the registrar and doing admissions and went in there to make sure I had my credits because I knew the college had made a mistake. And as I was standing in graduation line, they had a list. As you would go down, they had a list of everybody who was to graduate. And I knew my name would not be on that list. I was surprised that it was. And I never knew I would, I knew there was no way I could ever have grades high enough to go to the seminary. And certainly I would never have grades high enough to to get a doctorate. That would never be in the, in the future. And I was shocked when I looked at my grades and found out that I graduated with honors. And, because, you see, Bill's just basically dumb. Because he lives upstairs over a vacant lot. And he didn't get the joke because he was too young. And he took a perception from his mother's words. Do you understand what I'm saying? Number four. Picture a special future for the one being blessed. And so in the blessing that we gave to our children, we highlighted to them what we perceived to be their great gifts. And they were a long list. And so, oh, Dad, I can't do that. Yes, you can. We've seen you. We know you will succeed. We know we So we talked about that special future. Now, not all of them are, everybody's going to be an astronaut. And, you know, they all have different dreams. Incidentally, you get this at no charge today. You get this. A father needs to give to his daughter three things. First, he must communicate to his daughter that he loves her unconditionally. Second, He needs to communicate to his daughter that she can be anything that she wants to be. And three, a father needs to communicate to his daughter that she is beautiful in his eyes. If he will do those three things, she will have a better self-image of herself and will be a healthier woman because she got the love, acceptance, and approval She got the blessing from her dad. So looking for their future. Now, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, my father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you? And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. Is that not your bright future? Isn't that your bright future? 
So let's give it to our children. We see an incredibly bright future. And we as parents see that. Now my parents would say, oh yes, you can do that. Bill, why don't you do better? Blah, 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 blah. Number five, the last one, an active commitment to fulfill the blessing. An active commitment to fulfill the blessing. That's a commitment on the parents' part of what you can do. And so Esau said to his father, do you not have only one blessing, father? Can't you still bless me? Can't you still bless me? You see the cry of the other children? Can't you please bless me? Can't I find love and acceptance? Can't I find that award with you? Can't I be a person of value to you? Instead of always saying, oh, you're an idiot, or you're, you'll never be. I hear parents say, oh, you'll be, you're worthless. You're no blah, 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 blah. So the child lives up to that prophecy. So it has two parts. One is the commitment of committing the child to the Lord. And we saw an example of that here just a little while ago. Committing their child to the Lord. It's important that you do that. And the second part is that you can commit yourself to their best interest. Their best interest. And as a parent, how can I help my child succeed? What can I do to have that? Now next week, I want to talk about when the blessing has been withheld. Some of you never received a blessing. You've been living your life without the blessing. What do you do now? How do you go on without the blessing? I will give you help with that next week. But I would ask all the parents here, no matter how old your child is, would you please consider giving them the family blessing? Now, it is not something that you have to do just once. You can give affection and love and acceptance and communicate to that child every day. But we found in doing that that when we had the big event, when we had the blessing at their graduation, as they're they're getting ready to leave high school and go out as adults, when they make that journey, when they make that distance and go, when they would make that, that we could take that blessing and it was a send-off, a spiritual send-off of the blessing to go with them. Would you please consider that as parents? I hope you would take this seriously because your children's future is at stake in it. Do you see? Dear Lord, I ask you be with us then as we pass on the blessing to our children. Help us to be creative and know what to do. Help us to look for the good in them. Great value. And that we can lift them up and set them on the proper road with joy and encouragement. Be with us. Strengthen us and with your spirit. In Jesus' name.